narcissistic parents who have children for possibly supply, as a result, tend to project all of their unpleasant emotional, spiritual, and psychological imbalances onto their children, particularly the scapegoat child, who they could over time come to devalue. This is what the true purpose of a scapegoat within a dysfunctional family from the perspective of the narcissistic parents could be. This is debatable due to various circumstances. Okay, so I'm not going to give an example for that one because I think I pretty much touched on that. Moving on to point number six. Children tend to suffer not only abusive behavior of narcissistic parents within the dysfunctional family, but they also become traumatized from the painful experience. So with this, here you have it. You know, a child who's not only parenting the narcissistic parents, that's traumatic within and of itself. That's abusive within and of itself. But they, all on top of that, the child also is traumatized from the various forms of abuse. Now, I want to go ahead and really pinpoint the psychological aspect of this. The child is being traumatized because psychologically the, the child is being tormented. This is, what, this is what we have here within the dysfunctional family. So that child who is scapegoated is the one who gets it the worst. All the children suffer from one form or another, but it is the scapegoated child who really carries the burden of it all. Point number seven. Scapegoats are to carry the burdens, misfortunes, the ills, the consequences for all wickedness and poor choices of other family members within the dysfunctional families. Now, guys, that's, I don't know about you, but I say that is a very tall order and it is a very wicked and satanic order. That is a horrific thing to say the least to put upon any child. However, it is my opinion, folks, that this is one of the main reasons why a certain child is pinpointed to be scapegoated within a dysfunctional family. It is so they can carry all the burdens, everything that is unpleasant within the family. And I don't care if we're going back generations, that one child is to carry it all. Now, I think this is satanic. The purpose of this is to cleanse the group as a whole by sacrificing the scapegoat. This is seen within the dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist as a righteous, guys pinpoint that word righteous because I'm going to make a point about that in a minute. This is seen as by the, by the headed by the scapegoat, I'm sorry, headed by the narcissist as a righteous thing to do while also possibly obtaining a life of narcissistic supply. It is perhaps from the perspective of the dysfunctional family that the scapegoat is not an individual who possesses a heart, a mind, a spirit, a higher consciousness, or even a soul. The scapegoat is devalued within the dysfunctional family. So what we have here is the child who was pinpointed, unfortunately, to be the scapegoat 
Not only are they devalued, but within that devaluation, they are demonized by other family members within the dysfunctional family. And this is headed by the narcissistic parent. Pretty grim, pretty ugly, and again, I say it's satanic and downright wicked. If you haven't seen that movie, Carrie, you know, you might want to check it out because the, the uh, character Carrie had a mom who was very religious, right? She was always holding a cross in her hand, always, you know, talking about she was going to pray for her daughter, Carrie. Now, I want to go back to that point that I made here about uh, the, you know, the narcissist as the head of the family is, is seeing this scapegoating thing as a righteous thing to do. This is why I'm bringing up that movie, Carrie, because if you guys who have seen that movie, Carrie, remember how the mom was always accusing her daughter, Carrie, of having a demon inside of her, of being possessed by the devil, and, you know, always talking about God and, you know, talking about how she's supposed to be clean and righteous, talking about her daughter, uh, Carrie. Carrie was seen as, actually, her, Carrie was demonized by her mom, which, in my opinion, her mom was a narcissist. Now, it's amazing how a lot of narcissists, they are very religious. They go to church faithfully. But this is to get narcissistic supply. This is what some of us have, have come to know. Um, so I want, really wanted you guys to pinpoint on that word righteous. Because this is how some of the narcissistic parents, they think when they pinpoint and scapegoat a particular child, that child is seen as evil, as bad, as the worst of the worst, as the worst not only within the narcissist, but within that dysfunctional family. It is that particular child that the narcissist parent thinks makes the family dysfunctional. This is what makes the family sick. This is what makes the family ill. This is what's wrong with the family. It is the child who was scapegoated. In the mind of the narcissist, in the eyes of the narcissist, they think it is that scapegoated child who is the problem. I hope this is clear to you all who are looking at this. And again, for all of you who have been scapegoated in your family, my heart goes out to you. I have some experience with this. And it took me some time, not only to put certain things together, but to go ahead and start to heal from this and to thrive and move forward and build my support base. But guys, I'm here to tell you, it was very worth it. And I'm glad that I did that. And in this video, I hope to inspire you and motivate you to do the same. Narcissistic parents usually fail to realize, possibly due to their own delusions of grandeur, that their choices bear consequences that they not the child who was chosen to become a scapegoat must face. So again, this is what I want to talk about how narcissistic parents, they tend to project everything onto others. However, when they have a child that they have uh, scapegoated or they are scapegoating, they tend to really go to town on that child and they project some of the most horrific things upon that child things that the narcissistic parents don't want to be responsible for. They don't want to look in the mirror and look at themselves and say, well, you know, I have some things I have to change about myself. No, they choose a particular child to project all things about themselves that they don't like onto that child. The purpose of scapegoating, unfortunately, carries such a dark and grim message, especially within 
the uh, dysfunctional family. Narcissistic parents can at times scapegoat a child within their dis dysfunctional families to obtain supply while carrying out their own trauma from childhood that tends to go unresolved and defiantly denied. The narcissistic parent not only is reliving their childhood trauma for supply, but they're also denying that the trauma ever took place in their own lives. So they continue to be in a state of resistance and they defiantly deny their own inner childhood wounds. So they project that onto the scapegoat child. Tool number one, if you were scapegoated within a dysfunctional family, you can write the epilogue of your own story right now. Don't wait. <laughs> Just go ahead and start right now by beginning. You can begin that epilogue by saying, I am here. Because you are. Obviously, you're alive. You're here. You're breathing. That's victory. You survived that horrific mess that the narcissistic parent had dished out. You survived it. You thrived it. You're here. You're breathing. Tool number two, try not to turn against yourself, forgetting your awesome characters, you know, your characteristics. It is no accident that you have thrived past the horror of abuse. And can sometimes, can you actually, you can help somebody today if you so choose to, but first help yourself. Build your support base today. Write the epilogue of your story starting today. And try not to turn against yourself. Try not to continue to uh, punish yourself the way the narcissistic parent did. They already did that. Don't keep, don't continue on by doing that to yourself. Tool number three, remember that you are no longer existing as the scapegoat. Guys, that's the past. What I want to say about this is that one of the terrible things that the narcissistic parent implanted in the subconscious mind of the scapegoated child is that that child is bad and that child doesn't belong to his or herself. They don't have an identity other than what the narcissistic parent has given them. Guys, I wanna encourage you today to break that mold, to break that cycle, and have a strong sense of yourself by becoming mindful of who you are. That moves right on into the next two, but I'm gonna say this right now. Becoming mindful of yourself, learning who you are, discovering things about yourself that maybe you haven't come to learn yet and remembering what your passions are. What are some of the things you like to, you, you, you used to do? What do you like to do? Who are you? You know, you guys, excuse me. I get passionate about this because I know from experience just how important it is to reclaim your life, reclaim your identity because so much damage has been done by the narcissistic parent. Let's move on to the next tool. Be mindful of where and who you are now. Yes, become mindful of that. Don't live in the past. This is what the narcissistic parent would like you to do. Keep living in the past. Keep focusing on how horrible they treated you. Because as long as you keep focusing on how horrible they treated you, you are in the past. Instead of being focused on the fact that now, you are a person who's a thriver. You have survived them. Mercy was shown upon you. You made it. For whatever reason, guys, you are here today. 
So yes, become mindful of where and who you are now. Last and final tool, focus on your transitioning and purpose right now. Every life has purpose. You don't have to go all around the, the earth and on the planet trying to figure out what your purpose is. No. Write the epilogue to your story now by stating, I am a thriver. I am alive today. My life has purpose. That is the purpose, guys. You're here today. Focus on how you, you're transitioning because you are. Even when you were a child, you were transitioning. You are probably the one who broke the cycle of the dysfunctional family, which is one of the reasons why narcissistic parents tend to pinpoint a particular child who has that potential to break the cycle of a sick family. Okay, this is what came, became clear to me on my journey. This is sometimes why. I'm not saying this all the time or it's every time, but I think this is part of the reason why some narcissistic parents, they choose a particular child because they know that child is the one that's probably going to break the cycle within the, the sick and dysfunctional family. And we can talk about going back generations before that child was even thought of. Because usually dysfunctional families consist of codependents and narcissists who have married and they pass on that legacy generation from generation to generation. And I'm not demonizing anyone. I'm not saying that codependency is a bad word or that's consisting of bad people. No, I'm just saying that a lot of narcissists tend to go for codependents as partners, as marriage partners, and they have children. And there you go. The dysfunctional family legacy is usually passed on. 